I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Dane Bradshaw the television analyst for ESPN. He was on the call for Memphis' upset of Auburn this weekend. White Station High graduate, Tennessee Vol. Please make him the big interview. Award-winning writers, athletes, coaches, the biggest names in sports. It's the Gary Parish Show Big Interview on 92.9 FM ESPN. Dane Bradshaw, it's Gary Parish. How you been, buddy? I'm great, man. How you been? Thanks for the invite. Oh, it's my pleasure. I've been great. No complaints in, in my world. I, I always enjoy talking to you, but especially after, you know, you were on the broadcast for a Memphis game. The Tigers go down to Atlanta they play Auburn, a, a team that was ranked in the top 15 at the time and undefeated, and really handled them for the most part from start to finish. Final score, 82-73 Memphis. So Tigers improved to 8-2. and two. Just broadly speaking, what did you see from Penny Hardaway's team that you liked? Uh, a team that came to play. They, they kept the crowd out of it, a neutral court, but there was a ton of Auburn fans there that were dying to get loud, and you barely heard them really throughout the course of the game. And a team that was focused on executing their game plan. I mean, they wanted to make Auburn beat them from three, which is Auburn's weakness, and they forced Auburn to settle and not make many of those at all. And and what I saw that, that sometimes you can't see on TV, and when I had the benefit of just being courtside there, this team's got great chemistry. I mean, their body language was good. Whether Auburn went on a little run or not, I felt like every person you look out there seems to be Really content, maybe not the right word, but but comfortable and set in their role. You know, Williams thrives as a versatile glue guy. Kendrick Davis, very happy to be the be the primary uh, option on the offensive end. Alex Lomax, I mean, the list goes on and on. And I think they all really complement each other uh, really well. And I, I thought the game itself, the venue, the matchup was perfect for Kendrick Davis's slump. Uh, you know, if they were going to play, you know, a Louisiana Monroe or something the next game. You know, maybe he's not as fired up, but I thought this was perfect for him. And Bruce Pearl knew it coming to the game. He was like, hey, he's going to be ready, and and he sure was. I'm glad you mentioned the chemistry because I wanted to ask you about that. You can often, just like you said, see things up close when you're courtside that you simply cannot see on on television, and, and it exposes you to a lot of the body language stuff that you otherwise just wouldn't be aware of. Obviously, under Penny, he has had more talented rosters, but – especially last season's roster, it had a ton of chemistry problems. Uh, forget about being a college basketball analyst for a second. Uh, take me back to when you were a college basketball player, high-level uh, program at the University of Tennessee for four years under Bruce Pearl. Um, how important, when you look back on your college career, was chemistry as it pertained to teams that were successful and maybe other teams that weren't quite as successful? 
it's huge. And there's always going to be some friction in the locker room throughout the course of the season. But you have good enough guys, good enough character to be able to get through it to where it just doesn't permeate through the whole locker room or carry over onto the court. You know, you might have an argument in a practice, but can you hit the showers after the locker room and go get dinner together? I mean, that, to me, that's, that's what you got to have. And I think sometimes, too, a lot of coaches you'll talk to, they're like, no, we've got a bunch of good guys. They're really nice, and that's the problem. Like, you need some chippiness, too. Like, you need some guys to get on each other, under each other's skin. And I think Memphis, from what I've seen, seems to really have that, that balance. And they're mature enough. Um, talking about Alex Lomax, I don't know if it's a unique quote from Penny. It was the first time I've had a chance to talk to him. But, for example, he said, look, I think Alex let the pressure of the city get to him some. And that, that's something that can you're more vulnerable to as a freshman, sophomore. You know, But now, with all these older guys, uh, I think that they get it now, and they're not maybe as insecure to some of the pressure that can come with being a Memphis Tiger. So um, my hat's off to them. They, I think they execute the game plan ex- extremely well, um, and, and they're talented to make a deep run. You know, Auburn, I think we're still unsure about it. I, I think Memphis beat a NCAA tournament team. I don't know if they beat a top 25 team. So uh, I think they'll get a really uh, another really strong test against Alabama. And, and of course, with the news of Demarius Franklin coming in, I mean, gosh, that that could, you know, the the staff, you know, raves about him. So anxious to see what impact that has for the Tigers. Talking of Dane Bradshaw, college basketball analyst for ESPN, he was on the call for Memphis' win over Auburn this weekend down in Atlanta. You mentioned Kendrick Davis; he was terrific. Nine of nineteen from the field, two of six from three, seven of seven from the free throw line, twenty-seven points, nine rebounds, six assists, two steals. What is it uh, specifically that makes him? Such a hard cover at the Division One level. Um, I think he plays at a really good pace. He doesn't get sped up too often. Rarely did I see him make a play that the defense wanted him to make. I think he, he did what he wanted to do, whether it was, hey, I'm going to distribute on this one. I'm going to pump fake you on this one. I'm going to get an am one. I, I feel like shooting a three or I like to pull up. You know, I, I think too often we, we just easily call people three-level scorers. But, like, he really is. I mean, he can he can get there. And I think one of those levels, too, you know, getting to the rim, it always just half court. It's what he can do in transition. And so there, there's going to be plenty of games this season where the whole – like, the matchup was even. At the end of the day, Memphis wins because they have three and you didn't. And, I mean, he, he's just such a difference maker. Um, and I talked to a, a coach that was on the Ole Miss staff last year um, actually, I know you know certainly Memphis won this year, but they said, man, I mean, we just we we could not keep. I think it was the SMU game, of course, right. when they played. But they said, man, I've never had a harder scout. We tried everything against that guy, and so I've told talked to multiple coaches who have tried to scout against him, and you you know you hope for the best. And and when you're a defender on an island trying to defend him, man, you just feel like you're you're dying a slow death as he starts to rock you. And 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 in today's game where it's all about pass the ball, don't let it stick, you know, make a quick decision. He's the exception. Like, hey, man, take as many dribbles as you need. I trust you're going to make the right decision. Talking to Dane Bradshaw, ESPN College basketball analyst. He's on Twitter, at Dane to Bradshaw. He's on the call this weekend for Memphis's victory over Auburn. When you do a Memphis game, how is it with Memphis fans? Uh, on, on one hand, um, I, I know that they appreciate you because you're a talented uh, college basketball analyst, a rising star in the profession. Uh, beyond that, you're a Memphian. That's cool. White Station High School graduate. Beyond that, 
you are a Tennessee Vol, and some people can't get over that. <laughs> how does all that? How does all that uh, shake out on social media for you? You know, I think okay. I'm pretty quiet on Twitter. You know, and I didn't really do this. I really didn't do it by design. But honestly, can I do these games whether they're Memphis or not? And I'll get some pretty nasty things said to me. But but honestly, I like it now to keep a library to show my kids that are growing up, and they'll be in middle school and junior high soon, and high school to be like, hey. I don't have to respond to this junk. Don't tell me you got to get an argument online either. There so you go. That, that's kind of my, my uh, uh, method to the madness there. But, no, I, I think everybody was good. Enough time has passed. But I, I do think uh, being able to make fun of yourself helps. And, and also, um, look, when I can say going to break, the Tigers are coming out hard like it's 93 with an eight ball and MJG reference. <laughs> I mean, who, can, who can't, who can't uh, agree with that? Well, that's the thing. I think, like – the overwhelming majority of reasonable Memphis fans know that you are a Memphian who happened to play basketball at Tennessee. It doesn't mean you hate Memphis, your hometown, or that university. And I didn't pick Tennessee over Memphis, by the way. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I Kyle was recruiting one and done guys. I, he wasn't recruiting four and none. You know? so, I, 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 I'm the latter. And, uh, that's right. I think sometimes it gets twisted. It's not like you held a ceremony and you were – picking, you know, live on Action News 5 between Tennessee and, and Memphis. You know, Memphis, uh, perhaps incorrectly, in fact, I think it's pre- pretty clear incorrectly, was looking in different directions for uh, for, for whatever reasons. But, yeah, you uh, you were a proud Vol, but it's not like you you scorned Memphis to end up in, in Knoxville. That's not the way that story went down. I'm talking to Dane Bradshaw, uh, ESPN analyst, uh, who was on the Memphis-Auburn game over the weekend, your Tennessee Vols speaking up nine and one just beat Maryland. They got to win over Kansas. How good is that team? Boy, I, I think Tennessee is good enough to beat anybody in the country. I think they can make a Final Four run, but their offense is so unreliable right now that I also think there's 50 teams in the country that can beat them. You know, just because when it's a you know, when, when you're will, when you're winning a lot of these games in the 60s, and you can hold teams, you know, to that 55 and under, but your offense is putting so much pressure on your defense, it just um, it, it makes you susceptible to that. And um, you know, they, they again, their defense right now is at a record pace. They're phenomenal. There's not a single guy that comes on the court that, as an opposing coach, you say, "Hey, we're going to go at that guy," or "We got to get that guy in ball screens." It, there's just no weakness there offensively. They move it well. They're capable of shooting it well, but they just don't have guys that can create their own or put any rim pressure. Like, when they go to drive, they are driving to pass. And if somebody wants to drive in and score, like, they don't have the floaters like a Kendrick Davis. Um, they'll do some pull-up jumpers, but, again, that's kind of statistically the you know uh, lowest percentage shot. So I think they'll get better offensively, and they haven't really been totally healthy with your side, Jordan James, in and out of the lineup. So, um, look, again, I think they're very capable of being a Final Four team, uh, but I think they're also making themselves vulnerable to being, you know, maybe uh, one game, one win in the tournament and getting bounced just because of uh, the the offensive uh, questions. Wrapping up here with Dane Bradshaw from ESPN. Last thing before I let you go, tomorrow night Memphis back on the court, this time in Tuscaloosa playing an Alabama team. They just went to Houston and upset Kelvin Sampson's top-ranked Cougars. Alabama now up to number four in the Associated Press Top 25 poll. Um, I'm not sure how much you've seen Alabama, but for, from what you know, what is Memphis going to be dealing with tomorrow night? Well, 
they've got a smarter team than Alabama had last year. They, they turned it over a lot. Point guard was a question mark. They, they still, I think, are trying to figure out, you know, who is going to be the primary ball handler. Javon Quinterly is unpredictable, but they got enough depth now. And what Nate Oates wants is five guys on the court that can pass, dribble, shoot. Seems very elementary and simple, but he recruits to it. And so unlike the Auburn matchup where Memphis could kind of pack it in, dare you to shoot from three, let me tell you something. If you can't guard your man on the bounce and you require help, they are drive, draw, dish, and they're going to knock that three down. So you better be able to um, guard your yard, as they say, without requiring a lot of help. And they're just so good at getting all the way to the rim or kicking it out for a three. And they're not that, – that usually indicates, hey, that's a soft team, run and gun. They shoot a lot of threes. No, look, they, they play hard. They're locked in defensively, and Nate Oates is a really, really good coach. As a Memphis fan, you're hoping there's a little bit of a hangover effect um, from that Houston game, but I, I wouldn't count on it. I think this uh, Alabama team is, is locked in this year with a little bit of a revenge tour. That is Dane Bradshaw, ESPN college basketball analyst, who was on the call for Memphis-Auburn over the weekend. You can follow him on Twitter, at Dane Bradshaw. And I appreciate you being here, buddy, getting to us right before you embark on a fifth-grade basketball practice. Have you got your fifth-graders running good offense? Uh, I don't know. I feel like such a fraud on the air. Here I am told to critique Penny Hardaway, Bruce Pearl, and <laughs> last week I, I, I could not solve a fifth-grade box in one. So we're going we're gonna to put our head down and get back to work here. All right, get in there, get in the film room. You'll, you'll, you'll find what you're looking for. That's it, man. Hey, congrats on all your success, man. Thanks for all you do for for college basketball in Memphis. Dane, you're the best, buddy. It's always great to talk to you. Thank you. I'll see you soon. Likewise. All right. Bye-bye. That's Dane Bradshaw. White Station High graduate, Tennessee Vaughn. But more than that, proud Memphian who is flourishing as a college basketball analyst. That's the way I prefer to think of Dane Bradshaw. Not as a Tennessee Vaughn who is an enemy of the University of Mm -hmm. Memphis, but as a proud Memphian who is flourishing as a college basketball analyst. Yeah, big Dane Bradshaw fan here. Watched him win championships at White Station, so, you know. I covered those championships. Oh, yeah, man. Coach Tippett. Love Terry mm-hmm. Tippett. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. He uh, he, he brought all the glory to the to the Spartan Palace. Dane was no great. No question. Ernest, Ernest Shelton was a mm-hmm. little bit older. He was before me, but Dane yeah. was there when I was there. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I remember those times fondly. I loved the. Uh, you know, I, you know, very briefly, I covered high school basketball, but in the time that I did, like I had Ernest Shelton come through, Scooter McFadden mm-hmm. come through, Lou Wright come through, like, uh, yeah, like you know, those were those were really fun times. Like I remember a pretty intense White Station Raleigh Egypt rivalry. Oh yeah, because of Scooter Lou Wright and uh, and Ernest Shelton, and obviously Dane uh, came right behind that. I think. Um, you know, and, and was a significant part of it, I believe, all four years of high school. Because I remember he like played, if I remember correctly, I think he played yeah. as a freshman, and um, and then went on to have a tremendous career uh, with the University of Tennessee. And I hope Memphis fans know that, like, like Dane pointed out, he didn't pick right. Tennessee over Memphis. Memphis didn't recruit him, right? You know, like it, it's it's. I don't want to say it's wild when you look back on. Because it's not like Dane went on to be a 15-year NBA player or anything. But Dane would have been helpful at the University of Memphis. Yeah. He could have played, no doubt. I My favorite story of back then when Cal and those guys were recruiting at the level they were recruiting, like really targeting, you know, one-and-done, flawed one-and-done guys. Like they couldn't go get them all, but like they could go get a, you know, a, a, 
uh, Tyreek Evans, Derrick Rose. There was a certain type of one-and-done uh, prospect that, that they could get. But I remember I was either the beat writer or maybe it was just before I was the beat writer. Or, or I just remember having – I was at a practice one time. And the, the Memphis staff, I won't get specific, but you can go piece it together. They said, how much have you seen Pau Gasol's little brother? I said, Mark? They said, yeah, Mark at Lausanne. I said, not really a lot. They, they, they said, uh, I said, I haven't seen him a lot. I said, why? They're like, we're just trying to figure out if, he could, if we took him as a walk-on, could he help us? You know, if we got Pau to pay for it, wow. if, he, if he came here as a walk-on, could he help us? You know what I said? I don't know. He's big. Wow. You know? I don't know. Maybe. But he's like, you know, he's really big and doesn't move so well. Obviously skilled. But I, my point is, it was up for debate whether Marcus could ever help the Tigers as a walk-on. And he ends up going to be an NBA Hall, uh, a Memorial Hall of Famer, I Crazy. Think. Yeah. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.